And, and it won't stop me per se pursuing it because I'm still going to be here. They just got to catch up to me and, and see the value in me. And it's usually through just my work ethic that people can drop the fact that I'm a woman, drop the fact that I'm a black woman and, and just get on board to reality. I will say that I'm now the yoga director. And the first thing I look for in anybody I work with is, are you a good person? If you want to be mentored, like if you have the potential, I love leveling people up. Hey, y'all. Hey, it's your host, Pisa Noel, and welcome to the Pisa Noel Show, hashtag PNS, a talk show based in L.A., California, where most of the guests reside. Also a talk show where we always find that laugh. I am stoked that we have officially arrived at PNS Season 2, themed Overcoming the Odds and Pursuing Passion. In addition, PNS viewers and listeners have now been named, drumroll, Pisa Noel Show Passion Propellers and Bold Beauties. You may be saying, hmm, what do that mean? Well, all that means is that you are bold, beautiful, and not just pursuing, but propelling your passion. And if you're not quote unquote yet, I think you will after hearing these stories. Throughout my journey as a former professional dancer turned talk show creator, I have met some fascinating people with inspiring stories. Let's dive on in and hear them. Peace out. Hello, my Pisa Noel show, Passion Propellers and Bold Beauties. Today, I have one of my good friends and inspirations, Marie Kazadi. Hi, girl. Hey. <laughs> I should say, hey, queen, how you doing? <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> so I'm going to, of course, start off with my accolades, you know, giving the flowers while they're here. <laughs> and I'll tell you how I know Marie. Uh, Marie K, all day, don't play. That's what it is. Okay, I forgot about that part. (laughs) Marie was a yoga instructor for me, and she was the only Black female one that I took from. There was another one, but she was the first uh, Black female face that I saw. Always an inspiration, and everything that I always saw with Marie was like she was always helping. So she was actually the first... I can't even say it's not a color thing. Just the first woman that actually like had my back and showed full support, no competition and actually helping people. So it was cool to see her and to experience somebody that really, really has people's backs and really hooks people up, helps them along the way and is not thinking about competing. So I appreciate that, Marie. (laughs) Um, She trained a lot of my friends in yoga and in yoga sculpt. And um, she was always just the muscular teacher that we had that was always in such good shape. She also did hair well-rounded, so she would always help me out with that. (laughs) And just overall, just like always hyped up the studio. Everybody had great things to say about her class. Everybody was like, I get to go to Marie's class. She'd be working it out. (laughs) I did mention that with Cornelia, so they was representing. I just want to show my gratitude, and I also want you guys to hear her journey as she has accomplished a lot and just spread it so much love around the world. So I just wanted to let you guys know about how I feel about Marie and why I asked her to be here. So thank you. <laughs> Aw, that was really nice. <laughs> you make me sound really good. Thank you. You are real good. I freestyled it. So uh, sometimes I read, but I was like, I'm just going to freestyle whatever I feel. So those are my feelings. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Do you have anything that you want to add to your intro or do you want to just let it roll as we go? 
Um, well, I will say that I'm now the yoga director at Hot Eight Yoga. So I am in leadership and in charge of making it great, like hiring um, diverse, good people. And the first thing I look for in anybody I work with is, are you a good person? Do you fit the job's description? You don't have to look a certain way, but can you actually teach a bomb class? Can you be a part of the team? Do you have a work ethic? You know, those are the things that I look for. Do you have a personality, you know, and then the rest kind of just gravitates towards what it needs to be. So, you know, that faith and trust. Yes. Once again, you're leading and you're helping people. And I'm glad that you're in the position you need to be, because that's how I've always seen you anyway. So (laughs) that's very cool. Congratulations on that. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I do want to talk about the theme for season two of the Pison Noel show. So I'm going to talk about that for a second and then we'll go into Marie's story and how she fits this theme so well. The Pison Noel show season two theme is overcoming the odds and pursuing passion. Marie is the poster queen of that and we'll hear about that soon. But I do want to read a few things that I found on Google just to kind of help us open our minds a little bit about overcoming the odds. And overcoming the odds, that means that you're succeeding in something that you are highly unlikely to achieve, achieving something that most deem impossible. That's a big one. An accomplishment of something that was seemingly improbable or succeeding in something where people thought you would fail. That's another big one. And when the odds are stacked against you and it's not very likely you'll succeed, but you do, you have defied the odds. So defying the odds, overcoming the odds, interchangeable, but I love the word overcoming. But with that being said, Marie, what comes to mind first? What do you want to share first with that? Um, Well, when I would lead teacher trainings, we were asked to give a personal share. And I'm always the type of person where if I want to do it, I'll try it. If it really works out, if I really, really like it, I'll keep doing it. Um, Yoga was one of those things. And this was a career change, but it was a slow and progressive career change. So at age 42, I actually turned 42 in my birthplace, which was Congo in the DRC in Africa. So I spent that week or two weeks with my father and I came back and I had been going to yoga for a year and they kept asking me to do teacher training. And I kept saying, no, 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 just want to come, just want to take, I don't want to think about anything else. And then when I returned from that trip, it just hit me that, you know, what, I am ready. So I did a teacher training and I wanted to do a sculpt training because that was what resonated with me, as we say in the industry, but it wasn't available. So I took whatever they had, which was a 200 hour certificate, which actually worked out better. And then I took the sculpt training, but even still, it took a long time to transition into a full-time yoga instructor. And even when I did, I was still barely making ends meet. Um, Sometimes I had to choose between gas and food for that week or that month or whatever. The point is that I knew that this is what made me happy. And even though the situation was what it was, and I I wasn't quote unquote, able to live a lifestyle that I really, really wanted. It was something that I liked more than I liked to suffer and struggle in a job that I didn't want to do. So that to me was worth more. Teaching always made me feel like I was making more than what I actually was, which is why I kept doing it. 
and my students, I love, they are what kept me, but I always knew my value and knew that there will be a time where how I feel and how other people value me will match. (laughs) And now it has. And um, recently, just like honestly started this year where now I can feel like I'm a full-time yoga professional or fitness professional. And I, I get paid what I feel I deserve. So, and I can support myself. And I just bought a condo, which is my lifelong dream, not to necessarily buy a condo, but to buy something for me. Yes. Oh my gosh. Congrats. (laughs) You. (laughs) But that took 10 years, like just 10 years in it. Oh my gosh. As I mentioned in other episodes, I did yoga for trade. So I would be working there and I'll be taking classes also. So I would hear some of these dreams and I've seen some of these things that you had in mind. I've seen them come into fruition. I've seen, you know, ups and downs uh, here and there. So I am so stoked to see that you accomplished that and something else that we're going to talk about soon. But <laughs> I guess it's just really cool to see people flourish and good people flourish. We're talking about character and I've noticed that even during our struggle year last year, the COVID stuff, all of the good people that I know, a lot of them coming from the yoga community actually flourished and they made it through a hard time. And I think character matters. I think that that comes back to you, you know? Yeah. So congrats and you totally deserve it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) With what you said, what was your career before? What were you doing before you got into yoga? Um, I was doing hair. I was at the hair salon next door when the yoga studio and I got, you know, the free week of yoga and I just, it just kind of kept. Yeah. Yeah. We worked out a trade. So honestly, I I never pay for yoga. (laughs) You know what I mean? To be honest. Yeah. That's cool. (laughs) Cause I was doing the trade, the yoga for trade. And then I got my um, certification and then I taught. So I was an employee. So I never, I never pay. If y'all don't know, it's expensive. Sometimes it can keep people from being able to experience it. So this is why finding different opportunities and ways to overcome <laughs> are yeah. good because had it been where only you had to pay all the time, then some of these great teachers wouldn't have been on here. So thank you. I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else that you had to overcome In your teaching experience or in your life, what other things have you had to overcome? Well, that's interesting. So I went back to school for kinesiology. So I have a master's in kinesiology. And the goal there is to be a strength and conditioning coach at a high school or D1, D2, D3 college um, and work with athletes. So that's the goal. I had an internship with the college and um, there were five of us, three of us were women, two were men. And I just noticed that, you know, the men uh, got more attention. They didn't get special treatment, but they got more attention as far as being mentored. I was in that and I was like, huh, okay, this is what they're talking about. You know, like this is a male dominated career industry. And here I am. And I'm like, senior as far as age. And these people are just like, just showing up being men and they're already labeled as the people that are next in line as far as coaching goes. So I'm like, okay, that was interesting because I came from a career where it's all women, like all women in charge 
to say the least. That took me like, okay, all right, so this is what it is. And, and it won't stop me per se pursuing it. They'll just have to, like I said, catch up to where I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm still going to be here. They just have to catch up to me and, and see the value in me. And it's usually through just my work ethic that people can drop the fact that I'm a woman, drop the fact that I'm a black woman and, and just get on board to reality, which is I'm good at what I do <laughs> and, yes. and you will be a fool to pass me up. So. Yeah. Sometimes uh, the universe or God puts stuff in place so you can kind of see the other side, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Cause I never had that like doing hair that's female dominated. Yeah. Um, yoga is female dominated. So yeah, that was fun. That was interesting. But again, you, know. you overcome, you overcome everything. Like, your work ethic is just everything. And then with your great personality, I just always see you pursuing something new. And so um, let's talk about the bikini competition that you won. I <laughs> came about and yeah, I'll okay. let you give all the, all the spiel. <laughs> all right. So what happened was what happened? it was COVID and it's so funny. COVID came at the right time for me <laughs> because like I, I've been teaching for nine years and I was getting burnt out because I was teaching 15 classes a week in a hot studio. So I was at a point where I was going to make another career change or just needed a break. So I was able to sit down, reflect, um, go at my own pace, put my feet up, <laughs> make my own food all, all the time. And so, you know, you could do things that you didn't have time to do, like Yes. eat like all the good stuff that you wanted to eat that you would save for the weekend because you were working or whatever the case may be. So I gained 12 pounds and I was just like, huh, this is interesting. I haven't, I haven't been this size in a long time. One of the yoga for trades, Erin, Erin Gales. Yes. I knew that she had a, a fitness journey and she, she competed. And I'm like, okay. I, I reached out to her and asked her for coaches. And then she connecting me with Renee Porter. Oh my God. I love her so much. She's so good. She's just so good and positive. Oh my God. So she trained me, like sent me a training routine, what to do, how many days a week. She broke it up for me. She gave me a meal plan. I never worked out with her except for one time when we were getting to know each other and, and she was just looking at what I needed to do, what I looked like, what I, you know, where I was starting and where she wanted to take me. So we worked out one time at her place. And then from there, I just worked out in my garage with the weights that I had and um, did it six days a week, ate the food that she said to eat and it just kind of fell together. I got my bikini, I got the shoes and it just came together. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That takes discipline to do that every day, like six days a week. And then on the seventh day, are you allowed to cheat or just, you just nope. don't do it? Yeah. I don't think nope, I just, it's that. a day of, of rest. Um, but again, it was COVID. So I wasn't really working, you yeah. know, so I had all the time to put in. So did you lose the 12 pounds or did your body just, your shape just change? I oh, know I lost the 12 pounds. I think when I started, I was at 139. My normal weight is like 130. That's like, if I'm not doing anything special, 
Um, and then by the day of the competition, I was at 123. So I cut all of that. But I mean, the discipline, though, I wanted to do all this stuff during COVID. And it was just hard to be disciplined. But I guess Netflix and everything gets old after a while. And you're like, this got to change. But I was inspired by you by just seeing your Instagram posts. And you would just be like, no excuses. I'm getting up. I'm going to do this. I was telling Cornelius this. Sometimes people don't know just being like ordinary and just being you and sometimes sharing on Instagram can really inspire people. So I would be seeing that stuff and I would be inspired like daily looking at your journey and looking at you just transforming. So just know that we see you, we see you and you helping us. <laughs> so thanks. Please keep sharing because it's helping us. <laughs> yeah. The next competition, I'll do it again, probably next year. Awesome. Okay. So the next question, what did little Marie Kay want? Did you have any passions or dreams as a kid? To be honest. All right. So I'm old, right? So I was born in 69. And my dream was to be a wife and mother. But like, at the same time, I knew that that wasn't me. It was just so interesting. I I wanted to just have a, a family. But Outside of that, I knew I was going to work. I just didn't know what it was. I had an assignment in fifth grade where we had to write down what our adulthood would look like. I wrote that I was going to jog and swim every day. I was going to be athletic. I was going to be this, that, and the third. And yeah, and it it, it just kind of, it happened closer to 18 where I, I really started to get into shape um, out of fun and out of vanity. <laughs> But now it's more of a lifestyle. But as far as like the young me, it just wanted to be loved. <laughs> it's just like, it, it's deep, you know? And I thought like a husband and children would do that. So when you say you wanted uh, the kids and the family, did you end up having kids? Yes. Oh. <laughs> so yes, I got engaged, had my son, got married, had my daughter. <laughs> so I have two kids. Yeah. Nice. And still looking good and still in shape. <laughs> so that's another odd that you have overcome that you have had two kids and still in shape, still <laughs> so young. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know it, it seems like the things that you had on your list came to pass. Uh, it's interesting how we say we want these things as kids and they, they do come to pass, but maybe in a different order than we think or differently than we think. But now you yep. can say I fulfilled the fitness and I fulfilled the kids and (laughs) yeah I pretty much it's so funny I pretty much got everything I asked for which proves to me that you know you can manifest but you have to continuously manifest and you have to put out the energy that you want to give back and I'm still not done manifesting so what are you into now? I think you answered that with a hot eight manager, but is there anything else that you want to share that you're into now? And then what is the future goal? Well, I am a manager. So my goal is just to have like one of the best studios that everybody wants to come to. And that means that I have to, you know, fill the studio with the best of the best. And I mean, the best of the best, meaning that if you want to be mentored, like if you have the potential, I love leveling people up. Like I love doing that. So just having a studio full of teachers that are exceptional um, at any level and having a front desk staff that is exceptional and just like 
create this community that everybody just wants to hang out and take class and support one another. That's the the short-term goal. The long-term goal is to go overseas. Look, I already put this seed in the ground (laughs) five five years ago. And I said, look, one day you're going to go overseas. You're going to go to Australia and I'm going to be the person that's going to open that studio. And so now we're affiliated with an Australian company and Australia is a fit continent. Like they, I think it's Perth or Melbourne or Sydney. One of them is just like high on the athletics. So that's what I'll be doing. Bet. <laughs> and now you put it out there, it's in the atmosphere. You have yep. seed out, and now it's on a podcast. So it's happening, it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Love that. I love it. I love yeah. it. Do you have anything to say to maybe a young Marie Kay, somebody that wants to do stuff like you want to do, or just the general audience? Any closing words for any of oh. the audiences? Um, I actually talk about this sometimes in my classes and you know how we set the tone for yeah. the class I just give a story or a word of, of intention for the class and this is something that I've mentioned too like what would I say to the younger me knowing what I know right now and I would say girl this is so necessary what you're going through is supposed to happen because this is what's going to make you stronger in the future So trust and believe it will be okay. Get through this, learn from it, and then use these lessons for the next one because it's just going to keep coming. And the reason they come to you is because you're strong enough to handle it. So just be tough. Keep it moving. Thank you. Yeah. That was to me too. I'm like, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Everybody, everybody. (laughs) Thank you so much. And if you guys are in this the LA area, make sure you take Marie Kay's classes. She's amazing. And I always felt a great energy. I always felt uplifted after class. And I just felt so strong. Like, I didn't know I could do all that. So <laughs> make sure you stop by her class. And uh, where can we find you, Marie Kay? At Hot 8 Yoga in Sherman Oaks. I teach Monday, Wednesday night at 6.30 p.m. Um, but then I'll be around the studio all the time because I work there. <laughs> I haven't been back to a studio in a long time, but that needs to be my first stop. I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. (laughs) I've been kind of laying low because of everything, but I I noticed that you guys have kept it safe and sometimes had classes outside, but y'all getting it moving. Like we're going to get back to regular. (laughs) I know. So I love that. (laughs) Yay. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on through. And then I'm going to have my weights. I've been using weights now. I'm like, Marie Kay would be so proud of me because I used to be so funny about that. But I'm like, I got to get some muscle back. I got to get it back. (laughs) Get that bone health together. Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for your time and uh, many blessings. And I can't wait till you win Australia. Running back. Thank you, Paisa. You're welcome. Bye, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Paisa Noel Show, hashtag PNS. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode, got something out of it, and found that laugh somewhere. If you are a visual person like me and you want to see these stunning guests in their interviews, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel at the Paisa Noel Show PNS. 
If you're feeling the PNS podcast, please hook a sister up with a fantastic rate and review. Okay. (laughs) They just got the option on Spotify now too. So, you know, hook a girl up. Last but not least, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Pison the Well Show. Blessings, love, and laughter, y'all. Peace out.